Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. <laughs> there you go. We'll just just come see us play the solo. Um, but yeah, that's that's non-negotiable. But it, yeah, it's trickier with some of the other ones. It, you know what, Ty, and you brought up Starlight. Hey, what's happening? This is Miles Kennedy of Alter Bridge. And you're on air with Ruben J. Well, it is time. I'm Ruben J. And you are listening or watching, depending on what uh, medium this is on, the new and improved Ruben J. Show. Um, I'm excited to be rebranding this podcast that I've been doing for quite some time now as the Ruben J. Show. You're still on air with Ruben J. You're still doing great things with me, and you're still along with me on a journey for uh, great conversations and great entertainment. So just because the podcast is called something different now doesn't mean that the show is any more different than what it was before. Actually, you know, I I will address this briefly um, because this week's guest is just absolutely, it's a phenomenal person, phenomenal discussion, and it's a short, short podcast Um, But I'm excited because the person – well, let's talk about the the rebrand briefly because the rebrand is hopefully going to be something that encompasses everything that I want to do. And over the next couple of months, I might – you might find me being a little bit more open and uh, and discussing more of like some of the stuff that's going on in my personal life. And on air with Ruben J as a a show title – uh, just didn't have the same cachet as the Ruben J show um, and allow me to have that versatility and the ability to be able to pivot on a dime and talk to some people who I've wanted to talk to um, and people who I have talked to and I have spoken to, but in a more honest and stripped down version. So as you tune in to the, the Ruben J show and you see the new logo, uh, once I get it uploaded <laughs> here uh, and, and you, you're able to see some of the stuff that I've done over the last couple of weeks while we've been uh, on, a, on a quiet hiatus and, um, you know, just a lot of it's been an interesting journey and I would like to be able to say that <clears throat> part of this journey is to be able to bring better conversations to the forefront. So as the Ruben J show becomes more of a, of a, of a brand and more of the opportunity to do 
to have great conversations with people because that I think is ultimately the goal uh, of this show is to have great conversations with people of all walks of life, people who maybe are doing something that I don't know anything about. So welcome to the Ruben J show. Like I mentioned earlier, you are listening, you are watching The Ruben J Show. Uh, I'm excited to bring this podcast to you directly via Apple Podcast, Spotify, and all those, um, any podcast platform that you happen to, to like. Uh, if I'm not on your favorite pa- uh, podcast platform, please let me know. Uh, if you paid attention to stuff that's already aired on this particular episode, you will know that uh, this week's guest is a is a very big get for me, and I've I've spoken with this guest before, and I've actually aired previous interviews that I've done with him um, from the archives, which I'll be doing more of. I'll be doing more archival stuff um, just to kind of lighten the load, the workload. And I um, <clears throat> this guest is it, it's. It's Miles Kennedy of Alter Bridge, and if you're watching the video version of this, you actually see uh, a signed version, a signed uh, album cover for his last album, The Ides of March. It came out last year, ironically in May. And I, I've spoken to him about, you know, the meaning of his music to me personally, uh, some of the stuff that I've gone through over the years that, quite frankly, I'm not sure if I would have been able to completely survive uh, without having Alter Bridge in my life, um, my, I, I lost a brother at the age of, of thirteen in two thousand six, and um, actually, <laughs> uh, in about fourteen days will be, I think, the sixteenth year um, that that we lost him, and so it's pretty funny. <laughs> It's pretty funny that the uh, the very first time I, sp- I spoke with Miles was actually around, I believe, the 10-year mark of uh, of losing my brother. And then I spoke with him again uh, shortly after my mother passed away. So these interviews tend to, to happen around significant dates. And it, it's just great to be able to connect with uh, an artist who just means the world to me personally. And so this conversation obviously is to talk about his, his band's upcoming record. Uh, it's out this Friday called Pawns and Kings. And I'm really excited to bring to you this conversation. So please uh, check it out. Listen to this conversation. And um, if, you wanna, if you want more conversations similar to this, share this with a friend. I, I, I genuinely want you to take a few minutes and just forward this link to a friend um, or, or a clip from the interviews uh, because this is really honest to God um, an incredible 
incredible podcast uh, for me. It's a personal project um, to be able to connect with somebody who whose music uh, has been with me in the lowest of, li- of, of, of moments in my life and the triumphs of life. And I look forward to whatever comes next um, with this band and with my podcast. So all that to say, um, again, share this with a friend, with a family member, somebody who you think might enjoy this conversation. But uh, just as importantly, make sure you head over to uh, multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon and uh, and do your Amazon shopping. Click the banner. We get a percentage of that. And if you'd like to get this interview ad-free, head over to dollarinthejar.com uh, and you'll get the complete ad-free version of this show. And with that, I present to you some commercials <laughs> and then Miles Kennedy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Miles Kennedy is joining me right now on air with Ruben J. He is here to talk about his new record, Ponds and Kings, with Alter Bridge out this upcoming Friday when this gets released. Uh, Miles, thank you so much. I'm going to start out with uh, with a hard one, if you don't mind. Sure. A very hard question, and uh, and that is, what is Ponds and Kings to you? Because it seems like there's a lot of people out there taking the title of the album and that song and dissecting it to mean. 50 different things. I would love to get uh, a quick synopsis from you of what you think uh, Ponds and Kings are. For me, it's pretty simple. Simple. It's, it's, it's an anthem for the underdog. You know, it's a, it's a song of empowerment. Um, it's been very interesting for, for us to hear people's um, kind of what they're extracting from the meaning and how they're able to utilize it in their own lives. And so you know, years ago, if you would have asked me this question, I'd give you a, I'd, I'd give you a detailed, uh, you know, uh, th- theory on what the lyric meant and what I was thinking when I wrote the lyric. But I've, what I've learned is when you do that, then you kind of 
you don't do service to the to the song because then it, people who might have thought it means one thing and they're able to use it in their life um, will then be like, well, wait, it didn't mean that, so now it doesn't have that profound effect anymore. So, <laughs> but the broad kind of the broad stroke is, yeah, it's 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 a, it's the anthem for the underdog. I love that, and you know, one of the things that I love about the Alter Bridge fan fandom, which I happen to be a part of, uh, is they're so passionate about the band and with walk the sky there was a little bit of um for the first time in my opinion there was a little bit of people thinking oh this and that you know it was too overproduced underproduced there's some real criticism towards the album um so i have a two-part question the first part of that is did you guys hear that criticism from the audience and how'd you deal with it and second of all uh with that response to walk the sky this record, Pawns and Kings, seems to be going back to what the original, the first six out al- or the first five albums kind of sounded like. Was that a response to any of that criticism from the fans? Well, given I, I can just speak for myself on that. I never stick my my head into that arena. You know, I, I don't read reviews. I don't. I, I'm pretty much off of social media at this point. Um, I don't. Um, yeah, I, for me, what I find is if you're, if you start doing that, then you're no longer staying present as an artist, and mm-hmm. you then you're, you, it's like you have an army of A and R people on your shoulders telling you the kind of record you should make, and so yeah, I I think that it's just for the pro, for the process to me stays pure and more authentic if I don't listen to any of that and I just uh, stay in the confines of my own head and in the band as well and we just kind of it's us against the world and I, and I love that mentality because it really feels like to me that Alter Bridge has always been I mean the story of you guys uh, buying out your record deals in the past and and moving on from big 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 labels like uh, you guys were part of Universal for a while to mm-hmm. yeah. being, doing some independent stuff you know it really tells me that this project is a power to the to you guys as artists versus trying to appease A and R people or labels or you know radio play uh, do you guys. And now that you guys have been a part of uh, Napalm Records for a while, do you feel that there's any pressure from uh, from Napalm to release, you know, radio friendly singles? Or are you guys still kind of approaching as you would when you guys were quasi independent uh, prior to to Napalm? No, no pressure at all. They they never. In fact, we don't really have like your your typical A and R guy mm-hmm. or girl. So we're left to our own devices, which is great. I think we've just been doing it for so long that we understand what we want. We, we also understand what our, our, our base wants. And so it's really just a matter of kind of having all of the boxes checked. But I say that with, at least for me, making sure that ultimately you're making yourself happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that... Um, having those epic songs on there has become such a hallmark of what we do but you also have to have that song that you can you know that helps spread the word that closer to four minutes in nature versus eight minutes plus you know you have to be cognizant of that sort of thing as well but it's a it's a balancing act in, in terms of making sure that you're not selling yourself short so now that you guys are back to touring the last Alter Bridge tour unfortunately got uh, cut short because of COVID, um, and you guys now have seven records worth of songs to play. 
how much of a balancing act is it for you guys to pick a set list that will stay true to the the staple songs that we all have come to love uh, as part of the Alter Bridge set, plus playing some of the newer stuff. Plus, there's some songs that we've never heard live on an Alter Bridge show. Um, how are you going to balance that going into the Ponds and Kings tour? That's going to be very challenging, especially considering you know when we first started nearly 20 years ago, we were having to put covers in the set just to make sure that we cover, you know, the, the 90 minutes to two hours that we needed to play. Um, so it's a great problem to have, but yeah, you, you, you always run the risk of, you know, that person that pays to see the show and they're like, Oh, I wanted to hear, you know, insert whatever song and, and then they don't play it or we don't play it. So that, that's, that's certainly becoming more of a, more of a challenge. And, um, you know, it's 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 a real delicate dance. Yeah, I, so I, I'll tell you this: I went to go see see you and uh, Slash in in Vegas, and uh, everyone was like, "Oh, I can't wait for them to play Starlight," and then Starlight never came, and we're just like, "Dang it!" But right. but you know, like at the same time, it's like, okay, you guys have four records out, plus Slash has an incredible array of, right. of, a, of a library to, to play from as well. So it's like, I was kind of telling people, I'm like, listen, I won't be surprised if they don't play Sp Starlight just because they have so much going on. But, you know, it's one of those things where that's a staple and that's kind of what started the, the group. Uh, how do you, like, realistically speaking, do, do you guys sit there and say, okay, we have to play Blackbird, we have to play Watch Over You, like these are the two non-negotiables, everything else we can kind of filter in and out? Or, or do you guys just say, let's just see how we feel on the tour? I think Blackbird's a non-negotiable, you know, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> that's one. I don't think you'll ever go to an Alter Bridge show unless we're playing, unless we have like a four and a half minute show uh, where we just can't fit the song in. You guys can play, yeah, you can put the solo in. You know, there you go. <laughs> we'll just, just come see us play the solo. Um, but yeah, that's, that's non-negotiable. But it, yeah, it's trickier with some of the other ones. It, you know what's hard? And you brought up Starlight. What's hard for a rock band is especially after X amount of records, you've got X amount of ballads or slower songs right and if they and, and ballads can be important parts of of your of your legacy but if you have a few that people want to hear and you put all of them in the set then you've got a less of a less of a rock show more of a you know, <laughs> it's nighty night time <laughs> yes well you know but it's i i think that again it comes down to a balancing act but i think like if you you're talking like you know watch over you and blackbird versus uh, you know, maybe like shed my skin from, you know, the first record, you know, I think people who like shed my skin would still pick watch over you. Oh, you know, if they had to choose one. So I, I don't think it's going to become that big of a deal when it comes to that particular song. Now, the other thing that I found very interesting, I find very interesting of the evolution of alter bridge is how much more Mark is taking vocals on each record you know it always seems to be at least one song where he's doing vocals you have uh words dark in their wings where he takes part of the song at, at some point are you guys going to become like a, a two-man fronted group and go back and forth more often or is this just kind of like how again depends on the song how, how's that working for you guys i think yeah i think a lot of it is dictated by the song and the kind of songs that are brought in you know i for me like on you know on the new record stay just was just an obvious mark song you know it had been it initially was presented that i was going to sing it and i was the 
guy that I remember talking with with Elvis, and I'm like, this is a Mark song. Mark should sing this. It's a, it's great in his range. It's right in his range. He's a he's got a great timbre. Why not utilize that? Um, and so I think that it's just become such a hallmark. I think I guess we started doing this on Fortress, if I remember correctly, where we start integrating the two, the, the two singer approach. And how will that play out on future records? I guess remains to be uh, remains to be seen or heard. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but but I, look, I love it because for for me, it I get to step back and just play guitar. And during the set, it's great because it's, it's a rest that I need. Especially as you know, we're an interesting band because we're not like <clears throat> we're getting to the getting to the point where we've been doing this long enough. We're getting to a certain age, and as a singer, especially a, a singer that sings higher and whatnot. A lot of guys by this point start doing, you know, a day a show and then two days off, show two days off, and it lets things kind of bounce back. We're not one of those bands. We we aren't in that position. We have multiple shows in a row, and so I'm always having to think about how do you pace that? How do you pace the set so that you can still do uh, the important songs in the catalog? And so for me, it's great having another singer where I can kind of let that let that happen let those little those three and a half to four minutes of rejuvenation from my vocal cords and then we can continue the set with this upcoming tour i i'm personally going to at least two shows just because i want to try to see as much diversity in the sets as possible um for you as a performer i know what songs i'm looking forward to hearing you know from from the discography what song off of ponds and kings are you most excited to play live in front of these massive crowds that you're going to, especially in Europe, they're going to be playing in front of, you know, stadiums and arenas. Um, what song are you looking forward to playing the most? Hmm. Um, that's a tough one. I'm curious how, if we, if we, t- if uh, fable of the silent sun will be interesting, I think because it just seems like it would be a real challenge. Um, how we'll recreate some of that live. Um, so that part excites me, um, but also I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to play stay so that I can take a break. Mark, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're going to get like a Mark block of like two or three That's songs. Fine, fine with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, because again, like I said, this is your seventh record. You know, you mentioned that you guys have been around now for, I think, going on, on 18 years now. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. Almost, yeah. almost 20 years now. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of people like the the rendition that we're on where it's you know we have an alter bridge record an alter bridge tour and then we have a tremonti and a kennedy record or a tremonti and a slash record and then those bands go on tour and then you know alter bridge comes back realistically speaking you've you've worked your your ass off for the last 12 years straight it seemed like with with covid kind of being in between how much longer do you really see you being able to manage three projects full-time touring you know, and, and doing all of that without there ever coming a point where you're just like, I'm just, I'm tired. You know, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, to be totally honest with you, I, I think that the last 12 years were so, especially the 10, you know, kind of the 10 years leading up to, to when everything shut down, you know, 2019 had gotten to the point where I was gone 300 days out of the year and it was just getting and I was I was I was burning out <clears throat> there's no question about it I was starting I was getting I was getting a little frayed so I think moving forward I just want to make sure that I do a better job 
balancing things. And I, what I've discovered about myself during the last two years was how much I love being home <laughs> and, I, and the little rituals that I love. Like, and I love, I love, look, it's like I get up and I do what I do throughout the day. I have my routines. But then little things like we eat dinner and then we, my wife and I and our dog Mozart, we watch TV. And it's just a little thing. Like Mozart wants to get up on the couch and sit next to me. It's the thing we, he's, you know, Shih Tzus are very um, regimented dogs and they have patterns they follow. So it's just the, I did this little dog looks at me. He's like, I want you to lift me up and set me to your, to your left side because this is what we do. And one would think like it's a big deal. It's a dog, but it's like, it's that ritual. And it's that, it's that thing that just makes I feel needed <laughs> the same way. Like when we're performing the songs, you feel like you've got a purpose. So, you know, it's, it's balancing, it's balancing those different dynamics and being more of a well-rounded human. I think that's really important for me at this stage in life, not just to be all this guy, but also a little bit more of the guy who hangs out with, with Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> a little less Miles Kennedy rock star and a little bit more Miles Kennedy, you know, dog dad. Dog dad. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a t-shirt. We got to incorporate that somehow. <laughs> I like it. I've, I've been, been following you guys now since day one. I, I've, you know, I, I fell in love with you guys as a fan. Uh, during the WWE, use your song for a pay per view, and then Edge use your, has used your song for since since it came out, you know. And I've I've been able to to see this progression from uh, what a lot of people called, you know, wannabe Creed style, you know, album one to the Blackbird days to today. Uh, looking back in the last eighteen years, is there um, is there just a moment where you look back and just said, "Man, I'm so glad that we continue to stick through this, even with all of the." the 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 label problems and you know uh there was a there's a while between album one and blackbird where i thought you guys weren't a band anymore because we just hadn't heard from you guys in such a long right. time right, you know right. is there is there a moment where you look back and you just say man i'm so glad that we powered through and here's where we're at and this is what we're doing and we're able to release now album number seven which i think is is one of the best pieces of work you guys have put out as a band thank so you. far thank you very much uh it's a hard question. I mean, I don't know if I sing a single moment. I, I think that the playing the Royal Royal Albert Hall was certainly a, a very important moment for the band, and mm-hmm. you know that was that was that was definitely something that I think all four of us feel pretty strongly about. Was that that was a kind of a, you feel like you've arrived after after a long long time. Um, and it's interesting too, even just doing the press for this record, you know, though I, so you're talking to a guy who doesn't read, read press and I don't know what goes on in social media and, and whatnot, but in talking with folks like yourself and he, continuing to hear now about like the legacy and realizing, wow, I mean, I, I didn't really realize that till this point, just as far as what that means and that, wow, somehow you managed to come out of the, the, the genesis of the band, which was there were a lot of comparisons and there were a lot, I think a lot of people kind of wrote the band off initially. And so we had a lot to prove. And I think that that in a lot of ways was a, was important as far as the development of the band and how hard we worked, you know, we, we really, our work ethic was at such a point at such a level, just because we felt we were the underdogs, you know, and we had, we had to just, 
you know, keep pressing forward as, as pa- passionately as we could. So what you're saying is you guys were pawns <laughs> and now you guys are kings. Well, I don't know if we'll ever feel like we're kings. <laughs> I like I like it, though. Good yeah, stuff. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I, I've, I have written articles about how Ides of March should have won a Grammy. Uh, Thank you. There are there are plenty of songs on on your guys' discography that I thought should have gotten awards, and you guys should be recognized as a much bigger and better band than what you guys get here in the states. the The Europeans know how to treat you guys. <laughs> the Europeans, you know, they treat you guys like kings. Uh, out here, I, I don't think the United States ever gave you guys the uh, the proper time of day, and so I will forever. Uh, hold you guys in high esteem. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. But, you know, to be totally honest with you, if you were to add, let's like Mark and I, we kind of like the altitude we fly. I don't know if I'd ever want to be a quote-unquote king because then I feel like you're a moving target. I think if we fly at this interesting altitude where it's just right. We have people who are so supportive and allow us to do what we do, but yet we're not, you know, we're not at this point where you're a target. You know, yeah. and and I, I I like that. I feel like we've carved out a nice little niche, and we've developed. We built our fan base the hard way. You know, we we're not a radio. I don't think we have a lot of quote unquote radio hits and and whatnot. That so we didn't evolve that way. We evolved just through beating the pavement. You know, and, yeah. and touring and, and making record after record after record, and here we are. Yeah, you guys, you guys are above. You know, you're at a good level. You're you're not the Nickelback. You know, where people are just throwing shade your way just to throw shade um but i still think you guys deserve a lot more respect well unfortunately we're out of time um i i, I do just want to encourage everyone to go out and buy the album uh it comes out on october 14th uh and if you're in europe they're touring starting in november the united states they're starting i believe in in march or february somewhere around there uh all the details are at alterbridge.com miles kennedy thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me Ruben, thank you it's been a pleasure and that was a conversation with who somebody who I called a rock and roll legend in the making when I announced this podcast. And I actually, I think I misworded it. I think I misspoke, miswrote, whatever the correct phraseology is there. I believe that Miles Kennedy is a rock star and a rock legend already. Um, he just happens to be one of the few rock artists who wasn't given his uh, proper proper place in the music world. And I think that the more music he releases, whether it's a solo project or with Slash or with Alter Bridge, or if he happens to get picked up by another project, I think that his importance to rock and roll, his importance to modern day music, whether it becomes a smash radio hit or not, is going to always be uh, that of a legendary vocalist and songwriter. And ironically, one of the greatest guitar players of this generation, like people don't give him the flowers he deserves for any of those moments. Uh, in, in an interview that that Slash had done uh, to promote one of his records, I believe it might have been uh, the World on Fire record, which is their second, second uh, album, uh, as Slash and the Conspirators, Slash feature Miles and the Conspirators, Slash actually mentioned that he was taking guitar lessons from Miles. So that tells you how good of a guitar player Miles is. Um, so all that to say, thank you so much 
for tuning in to the rebranded episode of the Ruben J Show, the very first one. I plan to bring you many, many more uh, with some breaks in between, some holiday stuff, and just you know want to respect everybody's time, my time included. So um, again, share this with a friend, multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon, help the show out, uh, and dollarinthejar.com. There's a free tier and a premium tier. Get these episodes ad-free. And with that, I'm out. Special thanks to Miles Kennedy for uh, taking time out of his day to, uh, to do this uh, with me and for me and uh, making 2022 an incredible year so far. So looking forward to it, and I will, uh, I'll chat with you guys next week. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. We're going to be doing some really cool stuff here. Just FYI, I got some ideas. So subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. I'm out. It's Ruben J. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 